Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Captain Bagrat Podcast. And today I have somebody who's just come back from overseas and experienced quarantine. Laurie. Hi, great to be here. <laughs> Sorry, I had to name you. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. And you named that in the public now. That's right. And you tested negative. Is that correct? Twice. Twice. Yeah, they shove like this little like uh, tooth, well, whatever you think, like up your nose. It's way back. Um, you, oh my God. And you're like, yeah, your eyes water and stuff like that, but you're fine. Yeah, so I'm fine. I'm okay. clean. Okay, okay. All good. All good. And, and, and it's all right. We're observing 1.5 meters. Exactly. Social distancing <laughs> into Captain Bagrat's studio. Yes. And that's Captain Bagrat. I'm glad he's finally meeting somebody from uh, the, the quarantine. Yeah, from the quarantine <laughs> zone. I'm looking at him. He's got, I don't know, he's got these kind of scared, vacant look in his eyes. Like he's terrified of me. <laughs> and he's staring right at you. I know. It's actually creeping me out, so I'm going to turn it a little way. So it's looking at both of us. That's right. One eye for each of us. <laughs> All right. Captain Barrett, just go over there for now in the corner. <laughs> so before we begin, um, today we're going to talk about uh, your experience coming back to Australia. Absolutely. Yes. yes, because, you know, COVID is here. Everyone's going through quarantine. And there's just a lot of mix up at the moment about what goes on and, you know, Obviously, majority of the time, it's all, you know, kosher, everything's all good, and the meal's fantastic, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, for the most part. For <laughs> the most part, all right. And, yeah, just get real experience from somebody who's just been through it. Happy to talk about it. Yes, excellent. So, before we start, I'm going to start with a fast, fast five. Five. No worries. All right, you Hit ready? Me. Okay. Coffee or bubble tea? Coffee. Booyah! Always coffee. <laughs> Favorite drink at a bar? Um, Negroni or an old-fashioned? Oh, yeah. Oh, very old-fashioned of you. All right. Yeah, I'm uh, classy. Pet hate. Chewing too loud. Say what? <laughs> there's nothing wrong. I mean, you know, when you're like in a restaurant, it's like, oh, this is delicious. And then there's somebody and you go. <laughs> and you just, it's like, to me, it's like scratching nails down a blackboard. And you're like, oh. That's mostly a lot of Asians. Oh. <laughs> That's my mother as well. <laughs> Okay, excellent. Okay, I know this is your favorite topic. Aquafina, do you like her better in Crazy Rich Asians with Michelle Yeoh or in Jumanji, the next Ugh. level with The Rock? Which one's your favorite? Oh, God, literally. Like, <laughs> okay, so my thoughts on Aquafina are she's a good actress. She is a good actress. She's a Yankee from Queens. Good on you. Just change your fucking name. Like, stop going with Aquafina. It's great when you're 12, but not when you're a grown-ass woman. Just like, it's a bad brand. It's bad. Just stop it, please. Stop it. Sorry, I had to um, bring that out of you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, okay, I like her in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, I thought she was really funny and she really hit the role. And what was the other movie? Um, the other movie was Jumanji, The Next Level with The Rock. Okay, she did She did a good Danny DeVito. I will give it yeah. to you there. Like, she's a good comedian. But she's got it's, a husky voice, which is really unusual for an Asian. It's like a sexy husky voice. <laughs> like, it's like... You still like her, but you don't like her. I'm so confused with this love-hate relationship. <laughs> I'm very confused myself. <laughs> but I didn't like her in The Farewell. Like, I thought, like, that's where everyone's going. Like, she deserves an Oscar, representation, mm. blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, yes, but I mean... 
I thought the supporting cast were fantastic in that movie, but like, I thought she was just like a stunned mullet the entire <laughs> film. Maybe that's what they're going for, but I didn't like it. It's like, you're trying to do Wes Anderson in China. It's not working. I'm sorry. It's not working. Nai Nai was great. The supporting father was great. Aquafina, you suck in that movie. Was she just awkward? Oh. Huh. Yeah. Just go, well, anyway, my thoughts. I feel like we're doing a own. whole episode on your opinion about Aquafina, so maybe let's just move on. Yeah, so maybe, can, maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah, so we can go to lunch earlier. Get a glass of water and calm down. <laughs> okay, last question. Your favorite way to travel? That's a really hard question because there's different kinds of travel. That's right. Like if I'm going internationally, yeah, I'm not going to get a dinghy. But um, <laughs> if I'm, uh, you know, like going through Australia, I, I do really like hiking. Say what? Um, like I like doing things closer to the ground. Like mm. I did this trip once. It was one of the most amazing trips I've ever done. I traveled from Beijing to Tehran in Iran. Oh, my God. And I went all the way through like Western China. This like the Silk Road then. Silk Road, yeah. Yeah. Through Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan and Iran. And I avoided planes anytime I could. So it was all overland, like trains, buses, you know, my dream would be like to do it on a push bike or a motorbike or something like that. That's almost like a monkey magic journey to the West. That's basically it. Where they just did it by foot. I am Samokong. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to like not laugh too much. A very that. white Samokong. <laughs> Talking about your whiteness, you're probably classified as more of a egg, which is Asian-ish. Nishwadadoi. Okay. Doi. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say so. Do you want me to go through my Asian connection? Okay, I'm going to speak English. Okay. Um, <laughs> so like, uh, oh, and into the microphone too. Yes. <laughs> so I actually come from a really small country town in Victoria called Axdale. And it's got about 200 people and it's about as white a place as you can get. You, are, you do look pretty white. I am white. Yeah. I'm pasty. My, my mom is uh, <laughs> English and my father is uh, Irish. I'm first generation Aussie, but from the yeah. European side, from the British Isles. Um, but um, yeah, so really white bread town where the most exotic thing is a dim mm. sim. <laughs> Um, Which is a fusion Chinese-Australian thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that was how it was conceived. Now it's just a meat packet that's deep fried. And Chico roll. Did you have a lot of Chico rolls? When yeah, you were Chico roll. Yeah, that's Chico a roll. That was, a, that was classy, though. Yeah. Oh, you know, are you kidding? All right. High so. High With society. Some dead, dead sauce on top, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about your Asian-ness. <laughs> so, like, that's close to Bendigo. And for me, like... The concept of Chinese dragons, mm. we have like this dragon called Sun Long in Bendigo, and it's one of the longest ones in Australia. And every Easter, the Easter parade is a bunch of Chinese dragons. So I always thought that, you know, the Chinese were really into Easter. And, you know, the Easter bunny <laughs> and the Chinese dragons hang out and deliver eggs to people. Oh, that's kind of cute. Maybe yeah. the bunny ride get, hitches a ride from the dragon. They come yeah. to your town and exactly. get eggs. They go to the, like, white bread central and deliver eggs. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so I left there and I went to university. And at that time, you know, fresh from the country, like, I loved history in high school. And so... I was really into the Russian Revolution and things like that. Yeah. So um, I wanted to learn Russian. And I went there and, you know, during my first day at university, my advisor is just like, look, we only offer a few languages. I was like, I want to learn Russian. It's like, mm. we don't offer Russian, but we do offer Chinese. Which is across the border, technically. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, they're close. They must be similar. Like, the languages must be just like each other. Like, I learned Chinese. I'll be able to be fine in Russia. They're not. They're not. 
Um, I do look probably more Russian than I look Chinese. I'm pasty white and green-eyed. But um, I will reply to any Russian and Chinese because that's the closest I can get. <laughs> um, but no, so at the end of my first year, I uh, got a scholarship to go to Dalian mm-hmm. uh, in oh, Liaoning. It was beautiful. It was, it yeah. was. Um, and I studied Mandarin there for three months and I got hooked. I fell in love with the country, fell in love with the language, fell in love with the culture and the just food, the food. The food. Oh my yes, God. Because you would have got real dim sum or dumplings. Real Dongbei yeah. food. Dongbei, yeah. Like uh, all the Gongba Jiding, Mabo Dofu, so many Jiaozi. Yeah. Oh, it, was just, it was just heaven. Like, you know, from dim sims to like actual culture cuisine. Hell yes. <laughs> Taking the white boy from the rural countries, take him straight to... Well, how big was the population back then? Because Chinese cities are like massive. Even for, what, second tier? Yeah. Be second tier city, right? Dalian would have been a second tier city then. But yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if it's first or second tier now, but it still was like 15 million. I mean, you know, like, it's a bit different to Axtell, like good old <laughs> 2200, you know, of which 10% is my family. Uh, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, I've got seven... Seven sisters and a brother. I don't want to bring out the inbred in you, but that's, uh, you're safe, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I'm fine. Uh, my parents are not related. <laughs> okay, just checking. I have checked. Um, <laughs> you don't have web feet and all that? Uh, I thought it was know, normal to have feet. like six toes. Isn't it normal? Don't you have six toes? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I've got seven. Sweet. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. We're just the same. <laughs> um, no, so like, I loved it. And, um... Within a year, I went back and got another scholarship and studied in Shanghai. Okay. Um, spent three months backpacking through China. Um, went back the next year to Beijing. And then eventually, after I fin- uh, couple, fast forward a couple of years, mm. um, I did my master's and I start, got a scholarship, to uh, an internship with the United Nations Development Program in Beijing. Oh, wow. And from that, I managed to get ongoing rolling contracts with the UN, with the International Labour Organization, for about three years. So I was there from like 2011 to the end of 2013, managing counter-human trafficking projects and uh, anti-child labour projects and... Um, doing the good. Doing, doing the, the good. good. Doing the good, yeah. Well, my idea was like, you know, I, I pers- on a personal level, I got a lot from China. It really... Um, opened your eyes. Opened my eyes, yeah. yeah. Um, it fed me. And um, <laughs> I wanted to give something back. Oh, that's beautiful. And then so just recently you returned from Jordan. So that's not Asia. No. Well, technically well, it yeah. is Asia. Yeah, I know. There's a technical. <laughs> yeah, technicality, right? <laughs> yeah, that's you right. Know, I'm getting away on that. <laughs> and how was that? Like you were doing a lot of humanitarian work over there as well. I should. I should say my mm. other Asian connection is yes. that my beautiful fiancé, who I... Very much in love with and has... <laughs> giving you beautiful signs. <laughs> yes, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday. Um, she is uh, Korean Aussie oh, and yes. uh, born in Korea, uh, but came here when she was like four. So she's really just a Sydney cider. She's an Asian-ish. Asian-ish. As well. Yeah. Look, you get the ish going both ways, which is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she was there with you as well. She was. Yeah. So she's um she's a humanitarian worker as well, and she got a contract to work over there. Excellent. Um, Just working as gender advisor, helping uh, refugees and uh, people in need in Jordan. And uh, I decided I should come over and, su- and uh, support her. And um, she went over in early January. And I joined uh, three about a month later mm. um, when my work here in Australia let me go. Okay, good. To work remotely. Um, and, um, yeah, COVID hit three weeks later. <laughs> You're kidding me. So you guys went there and then COVID came in straight away. Yeah, I didn't bring it. Okay. I know three weeks incubation. Okay. okay. But I think, I don't know where it came from. 
nobody knows where it came from, but exactly. apparently there's a salmon that came from Europe that reignited all that in Beijing. And then Evil the, salmon. And then, and then there's the bat, obviously, the bat that started in the Wuhan markets. Wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me the bats and the salmons are colluding? They are. They're probably They're drinking the same water. <laughs> Is Aquafina involved? Probably. It's her brand of water. <laughs> it's probably her brand of water. Yeah, I don't Ooh. know. It's just awkward having a bat and a salmon together. Can you yeah. imagine them going to a bar? So a bat and a salmon, <laughs> a bat and a salmon walk into a bar. Oh, what happens next? COVID-19. Bam. <laughs> and then so obviously you would have put your hand up straight away and said, hey, we want to go back to Australia because it's it's safer there. Or um... Actually, we felt okay. Mm -hmm. um, In Jordan? Yeah. So like... From our perspective, we're aid workers mm. and um, the people who are most vulnerable, we're, we're working to serve and help the people who yeah. are most vulnerable there. And they're also very vulnerable to COVID-19. That's right. Um, like you're living in a refugee camp, you know, you're... Um, no masks, no sanitizers. Yeah. And no. so like we think about how COVID's hitting us in the developed countries, but you've got to look at like the countries in the Middle East or, yeah. you know, like through in Southeast Asia or Africa where there's like resilience is not that high. Mm. You have a lot of really vulnerable communities living in like tented settlements or renting in the city and things like that. And all of a sudden their jobs gone. Yeah. Like, you know, the economies are slowing down, shutting down and all those small businesses that people get employed with mm, to pay their rent, yeah. things like that. Movement lockdown. So from our perspective, we're like, look, we're here to do a job. We'll stick it out. And also Jordan is a country in the Middle East that really knuckled down hard. Like um, in the entirety of COVID, they've only had 1300 cases. And there's like 10 that are ongoing there. And I think that's because they went full lockdown, mm, like stage away. four restrictions, as yeah. soon as it came. It's kind of like what New Zealand did as well. Oh, really? Yeah, New Zealand just went shut down completely for, I think, what was it, six weeks perhaps. Yeah, Jacinta was pretty hard on it. She's like, no, no, the safety of everyone is more important. Let's just go straight into it. Kind of works. Yeah. Um, so, like, we... Uh, we did have to stop. We couldn't go into our offices anymore. You can't do your work. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it was all remote working, like, straight away. And basically ended up being almost four months of remote working. Okay. Um, which has its own challenges. Like, initially, during the lockdown was hard. We couldn't even leave the house. And yeah. so, you know, I love my exercise. I, was, I ran up and down our stairwell 20 times, and that's three flights each. It's okay. Hugh Jackman was doing that as well in New York. Yeah, he's an inspiration. <laughs> he's Australian. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> you must have channeled him. <laughs> hey, Hugh, let's just go and run upstairs together. Yeah, video each other. Oh. Send each other selfies. Beautiful. <laughs> Sweaty selfies. <laughs> I wish I had his beard. Mm, he has an impressive beard. I definitely. tried to grow a beard. It just... It just doesn't work. I look, I look awful. I look like... Can you actually grow a beard or do you have Asian genes where you just, you're, you know, you just can't grow hair? I think it's a bit of both, you know? Right, there's like, Asianesses again. Yeah. Asianess. And so from there, um, what was the process? Like, how was it leaving Jordan? Uh, did you guys have to so, stick it out in some clinic for a while or? <laughs> no, like leaving Jordan then became a bit tricky. So mm. we stayed like, you know, there were all these repatriation flights. Yeah. Okay. So in Jordan, the airport shut down, but there's like emergency repatriation flights, which yeah. the government and the embassy facilitated. So yeah. people were getting out. And um, we were negotiating that, but we decided to stay. Okay. And then when uh, my partner, her contract ended, it was just like, okay, now we've got to start to think to go. Yeah. And we thought we were fine. We had tickets which were booked like in February and we're like, all right, 
maybe things are going to get easier. The airlines will open up. February? As in, like, we booked our return tickets Ticket. in oh, February. Okay, so okay. we I left February yeah. looking to come back at the end of July. Okay, I see. So we let our, you know, lease expire. We're just like, okay, our economy ticket, still, still mm. on it. We can do it. We can mm. do it. The day before, we find out that it's... um. You know, it's not happening. It's just like, I am sorry, your flight's not going ahead. We're like, okay. We'd just already cleaned up our place and moved into an Airbnb. And we're just like, all right, we'll extend our Airbnb stay. So we extended for another three days. And we're like, okay, going to get this plane. Day before, we get an email saying, nah, it's cancelled. Sorry, guys. Like the airline we were with were really good in the policy of honouring our flights. Mm. They're just saying, we'll just put you onto the next one. But the problem is they put you onto the next one that's three days away and then you know that's going to be cancelled again. Because at this stage, that's when the government in Australia had decided to limit the number of people coming into Australia that's to right. 350. Yes. And each airline had to have a maximum of 35 people per flight. Oh, wow. That's not very economical. <laughs> it's not, which yeah. is why the flight... The, and, you know, you can't blame them. Like, yeah. it's frustrating, but you can't blame the airlines. They're like, we're making a loss. So if you're going to sell 35 flights, then it's going to be a business class flight. Oh, okay. So you guys had to upgrade to business class. Yeah, that wow. hit my savings hard. Oh, especially for humanitarian workers. I mean, you guys, don't, you know, you're, you're doing the world good, you know. It's not <laughs> doing it just for money. Jeez, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. We're okay. not rolling in it, but I mean, like... It's, um, yeah, in the end, we got to a point where we'd been delayed three times and we're just like, we just need to get home. Like, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. But you're not the only ones because um, I've heard yeah. from other people, um, um, my friend who is Indian-Canadian, so her mother is technically Canadian, but she was in India visiting, you know, family. And apparently her flight just kept on getting cancelled as well. So it's, it's sort of like an ongoing phenomenon. Yeah, I've heard of people still yeah. in Jordan. Who, I mean, like, I know some people who just like rolling cancellations and yeah. i think it's just i think there's just a lack of clarity on when like economy tickets will be on it because it's it's not i i can understand like both sides mm. but i mean like i can understand why now it's like I, I we had to spend like an extra 5k so the business returns yeah. like 6k and then on top of that you have like the 3k you have to pay for self-quarantine that's right hopefully touch wood um, we don't have to pay it because like we booked our tickets in February Yeah. and it, I think it's only people who have to pay the 3k for your quarantine, self-pay quarantine, uh, once you've like, if you've booked it after the, I think it's like end of the 12th of Ju July, yeah. um, you have to, like, if you booked your ticket after, after that to that, return, yes. then you have to pay self-quarantine. So you're looking at like 9k to get home. Per person. Yeah. That's quite a bit. Wow. But I think for us, some luck. Yeah. My partner's work are paying for her to return. And um, for me, like, in the end, it's just, it's nice to be home. So it's worth paying that to come home. That's good. And so now you're free, but let's go back to the very beginning when you uh, got on the plane and then uh, and then you arrived in Sydney. Like, did you look out the window and go, oh my God, we're finally home. I cannot believe this happened. I would have. Yeah. But... Someone prefers the window seat. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to have it. So, being the gentleman I am, I was okay with that. But uh, she told me afterwards it was an amazing view and that, like, there's nothing better than, like, seeing, like, the Sydney Opera House and all the twinkling lights of Sydney. She took videos, which I saw. So I got, like, a little shitty Vodafone picture. Of, Secondhand. Yeah, it's like, oh, Viewing. great. It's like YouTube. 
Okay. And then once you landed, obviously this is at night now, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the process like um, going through like customs or... So it's actually really quick. Yeah. Um, like all the duty-free is closed. It's kind of like a ghost town. Um, you had to... You, they gave... We all had to wear face masks, but it's not yeah. just face masks. You have to wear a visor. Oh, yeah, So yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a welding hat. Yeah, the plastic um, visor, yeah. Yeah, oh, you've seen them, right? Yeah, like, we've seen them, yeah. Yeah, so you have to wear those. And for us, we're just like feeling a little just fatigued. Yeah. But we go through, we don't have a COVID test. They, they ask if you had any symptoms. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hadn't, so we were lucky. Yeah. Um, picked up our bags and we left. And, but then you just get shuttled straight onto a bus. And um, the bus takes you directly to the hotel um, we were staying at, and then there's a bit of a check-in. You get your deets at the hotel. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> we got a military escort. There Ooh, was a, nice. uh, an ADF personnel who was carrying our bags. Oh, um, which was very service. nice. I said he should get promoted <laughs> or a medal. Um, Is that what the ADF does? Carry people's bags? <laughs> well, they are now, like COVID relief. Like, uh, we really fell for them and we were really appreciative because we had a lot of bags. And then you just go straight into your hotel room for 14 days quarantine. So you're not allowed out at all? Not allowed out at oh, all. And there's somebody obviously patrolling the corridor well, well. I don't know. Oh, um, see. Yeah, okay, just, that's true. Like on our last day when we left, we noticed that there were signs everywhere saying mm. like, you're not allowed out at risk of like an 11K fine and, you wow, know, okay. imprisonment. Yeah. So there's severe restrictions, but... I mean, like, for, we never left our room, but I think everybody abided by it. We got our food delivered, our knock on the door, and then, you know, yeah. you'd open it and your food would be sitting there on a chair. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, keeping the distance, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. And everything in, pla- like, Tupperware, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, all, uh, we were actually quite impressed. It was recyclable materials. Oh. So, you know, recycled kind of uh, little Tupperware and stuff. I was like, oh, that's nice. Oh, did you have a choice uh, of what to eat? Or did they say, look, this is it. This is the menu you're getting and that's it. No choice. No choice. Well, we have a mutual friend, don't we? We do. Yes. So they went to New Zealand during this whole COVID situation because they wanted to escape Australia. <laughs> and um, so they put up the menu for their quarantine for two weeks and i'll just read you what they selected on this particular day and let's see how the kiwis compare that's right for breakfast so they have three choices for breakfast what coconut porridge candied walnut with black plum and cocoa or freshly baked croissant with spiced eggs shallot tomatoes and chives or wild mushroom with pickled onion toasted sourdough uh-huh. that's for breakfast <laughs> Isn't fair. It's not. Do you want me to, to read? Please. I'm also. Sal- I'm just salivating <laughs> as we're know, thinking okay. about this. And then this. This is just great. What they're having. Uh, what they selected for lunch. Choice of soy and honey glazed chicken with carrot, chili, and agria. I don't even know what that is. Oh, like, cheese. It's like a special cheese. There you go. Gourmet cheese. Or slow cooked lamb shoulder with creamy polenta, roasted garlic, and buttermilk. You could do ads. I think I could. You're really good at this. It's like, oh, you know. You. Or the vegetarian option. So they have vegetarian options. Oh. Um, vegetarian lasagna. Kumara. Spinach. Bel- I, can't, I can never say this word. Belkamen. Bel- bechamel. Be- you have to say it in your French accent. Okay, okay. Bechamel. And tomato. <laughs> I like how he just switched accents. <laughs> it's like creamy, creamy eggplant, bechamel, bechamel. and tomato. So um, their meals sounded amazing. Damn it, the kiwis are kicking ass. They really are. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, we were not at that level. Okay, at all. Right. all. But you know, we can't complain. It was pretty good. 
we actually lost weight while we were in there because like I'm not sure if they had like some nutritionist or something giving like guidance and portion control for people in quarantine because we got 30 grams of cereal in the morning and those little you remember those little fun packs you yeah, had when you were a kid yeah, I um and you know we don't have like full cream milk so you know they they take into account dietary requirements so they gave us like soy milk um there was always a really good salad for lunch like okay. you know sometimes with like a little bit of grilled um chicken um dinner was you know a bit of a rotating feast like Sometimes there was roast beef, sometimes there was like shepherd's pie, sometimes there was like a burger. Um, schnitzel? Was, no? No schnitzel. Oh. But it was okay. Like, um, I really I really don't think that... I know that it varies between mm. the different hotels that yeah. people are staying at, um, but I really don't think it could complain. It was, it was, I was quite happy with well it. Well fed. Yeah, we were well fed. Now, the worst thing you want to be is like being overfed and then you, you know, you get fat and sluggy and then you come out of quarantine and go, oh, you know, this is so not what I want to go for a run, but it's winter. <laughs> winter. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to order another pizza. Exactly. And then what, what did you guys do? Like, give us the G-rated version of what <laughs> you guys did for two, two weeks. I mean, like, I would have gone crazy, I think. Well, every morning I woke up, I brush my teeth, I have a shower, and then I go out. No, um, so, well, we were working, so, like, um, oh, right. because, you know, we're still on the clock, nine to five, mm. um, where, like, we log into our, like, remote portal and we just do our work. Yeah. Um, you know, we... You had something to do, at least. Yeah, we had something to do. Mm. Like, I, I became really addicted to the TV show Hannibal. Which is about a cannibal. Yeah, like, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, what you didn't realize, and I only, it only becomes clear. Uh, actually, no, I'm not going to say. It's you can like, spoil it. It's fine. Spoil alert. There is a love story that's throughout it, and it's really, really well done, really subtle, and really powerful, and it's not what you expect. So he was in love with a chicken. He was. He's in love with roast legs. <laughs> roast legs. <laughs> Um, but no, it's <laughs> really good. Like, if uh, I, shout out here, recommendation: watch Hannibal if you are okay with gore, because it's pretty full on with that. But it's done in a gratuitous way, and I never thought I'd salivate over a roast human leg before. But the way that they do the food porn in this oh is most is disturbing. It's just like I'm disturbed and hungry. I don't like this. <laughs> and um, you did this for two weeks. Oh, my God. I'm a little concerned for you and your fiancé. <laughs> she was okay with it. She uh, she was okay with it. I was just, you know. Nah. Um, She's shaking her head there. She's like, oh. <laughs> we were like, we did yoga, and I felt really ashamed about that because I've gone full yuppie now. Oh, cool. Um, but it was actually good. Like, um, aloe yoga, mm. we um, it's actually really hard workouts, and... Um, we we did that for about an hour every day. Um, it's good. It gives you like peace of mind. So you're just focusing on on one thing, and it yeah. increases your flexibility. Yeah, like exactly. Stretching. I yeah. read four books. Four and books. Then you mm. know, that's it. Like you just do anything your thing. to do with blood and gore in the common theme, or actually educational stuff. <laughs> nah, it was all kind of bland. Bland. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was okay. No, no, like how to cook forty humans or whatever. <laughs> Okay. And then so when you were in the, you know, quarantine for two weeks and while you're not working, while you're not watching Hannibal or reading, did your mind go elsewhere and think, what is the first thing I'm going to do once I get out? Eating. Oh, okay. Food. <laughs> food. Is Definitely that, food. Is that what you missed the most as well when you oh were Oh my God, Jordan? yes. What did you miss about Australia the most when you were overseas? Food. 
food. Okay, okay. <laughs> what kind of food? <laughs> so, like, I'm not going to try and badmouth, you know, the cuisine over there because it's pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, there's only so many times you can have grilled meat um, <laughs> and so many ways you can do it. Like, and it's not very diverse. Like, there's good Thai food there. Yeah. Um, and what else was good? There was good Italian. Okay. Um, but I really missed Asian food. It's like, oh, my God. Just, way. Yeah. Just give me some dumplings. Just shovel them into my mouth. I want to eat them all. And we actually even made dumplings in Jordan. Wow. Um, during quarantine, we became quite the gourmets. Um, you know, we uh, we walked down to the local Asian green grocer, mm. like the one that's in... The Am only one. <laughs> yeah, in Amman in Jordan, and got the wrappings. And then yeah. we, you know, made the meats and... Um, you know, my partner, she's um she's excellent at them. Like she's like making the these beautiful, like well wrapped kind of dumplings. They they just look like weird kind of odd shaped odd shaped sachets, which uh, didn't didn't fall apart. Mm -hmm. Most of them, so I was very proud of that. Like you can always tell when they're actually grilled up, it's just like, oh, that was on a lorries. It's uh <laughs> looks mongulated. <laughs> very odd. I was like, yeah, I'm proud. But it was my first time and I was very, very pleased. And um, aside from that, did you miss... Because you're you're an avid um, rock climber, right? I missed rock climbing yeah, a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I, but we did go like once or twice in Jordan, mm. um, which was really fun because I brought all my gear with me because Jordan is a bit of a rock climbing mecca. Like yeah. it's just beautiful, beautiful cliffs everywhere. And I was like, got my ropes, got my quick draws. Yeah. I'm going to go, you know, conquer the world. But um, <laughs> no. No, I got shut down. <laughs> no, I even tried climbing like the walls in our house. Um, like, you know, <laughs> like just. Like Spider-Man, right? <laughs> basically, like the kitchen bench and like chuck my foot up there and then, you know, then I'm too heavy. <laughs> it's okay. It's straight. It is straight. There's a lot of rock climbing places. You're back. You're back now. It's fine. I'm back. You're I'm actually missing you're that. You're going to go rock climbing. Just give me, give me some, you know, Korean fried chicken and give me some dumplings and then give me some rock walls and I'll burn it off. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect life. And so you were released uh, two days ago? Yes. Yes, and they shoved another thing up your nose to make sure that you were negative? Not on the day of release. Okay. On day 10, on day 2 and day 10, yeah. you get, like, nasally um, violated. Violated. Uh, um, <laughs> Very uncomfortable. With a swizzle stick. <laughs> um, but, no, like, uh, we were released and then um, we just kind of... Um, wandered out in a daze because even though we're in Australia and we had a yeah. beautiful view of um the harbour from our place Aww. like we were quite we, we were lucky like yeah. I really cannot complain about the hotel room yeah but it's just the fresh air and it really felt like that was when we arrived that's mm. when we touched down in Australia so um what did you smell did you smell McDonald's oh that grease <laughs> Grease and dirty sparrows. <laughs> or the actual ocean since you were near the harbour. We, we listened to the seductive and exquisite squawk of the bin chicken <laughs> as it wanders around majestically. I could watch those birds for hours. They're just, they're a thing of glory. I don't know why it's not Bird of Australia. I know, they're just they're a little bit revolting, but then at the same time, it's so uh, typical of Sydney to have... I'm not sure whether <laughs> Melbourne has bin chickens, but whenever we I... We don't. Are you kidding? Okay, no. what's the Sydney thing with the bin chickens? I actually, when I went to Sydney, I thought they were really exotic. Like, this is a beautiful bird. And it's just in the city. What a wonderful city that's domesticated these exotic and majestic creatures. There it oh. is, eating a condom. And you're like, yeah, I'm definitely back in Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was nice. We just got some fresh air and we got a, a cab to our Airbnb in, in Paddington and it was just like, 
just being able to get outside, it's a bit of a novelty. And then make your we, own decisions. Yeah. We went to my partner's parents' place that night and we had a feast of veggies oh. and like, um, Yum. what Kore- do you Did call you Korean them? Korean food or? Not Korean food. We had Vietnamese wraps. Yeah. So, um, like all these amazing, like it was almost like bulgogi meat. Yeah. Um, yum. and it's like a fusion Vietnamese wrap. So, for all my Vietnamese peeps out there, I know <laughs> the pure way to do it is with less ingredients, but in my mongrel way, <laughs> I have it with everything I can possibly put in it. And plus, you just land back, you're like, just give me the meat. I am so sick of watching Lect- Hannibal Lecter eat all the meat. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And give me veggies. <laughs> I need to <laughs> detox on this. I need to, like, you know, remind myself what a, what a carrot is, um, you know. They're orange in colour, carrots. They are, usually. they are. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, they're truly magical, they are. magical vegetables. <laughs> and, and since then, like, have you guys been experiencing like a bit of culture shock, reverse culture shock? Or yeah. Or the feeling? Actually, yeah. reverse culture shock's been quite strong. Okay. So, I mean, like, even today, which is our second day, uh, third, you know what? Two it hasn't been 48 days. hours yet. Okay. So, um, still a little bit of that. I think there's just like a little bit of joy about... I mean, life in Amman is kind of easy, but it's just, it's easier here. Like, you know, it's just the familiar things. You can mm. get a good coffee. You can have brunch. You yeah. know, it's Sydney is... You can have avocado on toast. You yeah. can, you can. Yeah. And, you know, never get a home mortgage. So, <laughs> no, you know. that's right. But that's okay. The trade-off is worth it. Rent is really cheap at the moment due to COVID. So you're, you're going to be okay for now. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, so... And driving, have you been driving or... So I haven't driven yet, but my partner has, and she almost crashed a bunch of times. Because on Jordan, you drive on the other side of the road. Oh, no. And, like, uh, the other day we are on a highway, and um, she's just edging towards this taxi on the other side of me, and I'm just like, okay, I won't say anything. 30 centimetres, 20 centimetres, 25 centimetres, 10 centimetres. Ah! But we missed it. She okay, like good. She was okay, and then she almost ran into the curb. She's ordinarily a very good driver, but... She scares me. The reverse shock, I guess. Yeah. And look, I don't want to say this, but, um, you know, a, being Asian and, and a female, so Asian female drivers, she's giving me that look. So I think I think I'm the safer driver of the two of us. She's got like 10 years more ex- driving experience, but like I am the safer driver and it's often the trade-off. I'll present the option story. It's like, yeah. you can drive if you want to get there fast. If you're happy with a safer trip, but getting there slower... I will drive. And she's like, nah, we're speeding. <laughs> well, it's your, you know, it's your first day out. You're like, yeah, that's it. I'm going to, you know, finally put my heels to the pedal and go all the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but nah, I mean, like, it's just been, it's been a little bit of reverse culture shock. And I think it'll take a little while to wear off. Mm. Just um, the familiar becomes, is, is familiar but unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. And you're just adjusting your patterns. So, yeah, we're getting there. And um, we're just happy to be back, really. Oh, like, it's just, back. it's nice. I mean, <laughs> To be honest, the situation here is a lot worse than it is in Jordan. Um, with the COVID With numbers. COVID, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, it's good to just see friends and family. Oh, because that's what matters during this, you know, these tough times. That and Captain Bagrat. Of course, you know, give him a hug. Come oh, on. He, he's not going to look at you with Bring your weird... dead eyes here. <laughs> giving him a hug. Giving oh. him a cuddle. <laughs> now look at and spin your head 360 degrees. <laughs> I think you've been watching too many horror shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe we need to get some food into you. Maybe you're getting a little, you know, light, <laughs> lightheaded. So tell me, where should we go and eat? Because we are in the heart of downtown Chinatown there. You've got, you've got Korean, you've got 
Japanese, you've got Chinese, you've got Malaysian, you've got Indian, you've got Taiwanese. You've, I could just go on. But oh, what's a, your favorite? A, what a do you recommend? Down there as well. <laughs> what do you miss the most? Like, there's so many places. Uh, like, part of me misses Korean fried chicken. I actually miss Taiwanese food. Taiwanese food is very nice. Okay. For, uh, there's um, Vietnamese it's around here as well. Uh, there's nice. so many. So many options. Malaysian. Oh, mm. oh, I could go at Jian Bing. A Jian Bing. Are there Jian Bings? Uh, Ironically, yeah, there's a really good Jianbing in Canberra. Yeah, Little Woos. Little Woos. Jianbing. Yeah. She's awesome. She's the she's, best. She's a hot lady boss. That yeah, yeah, well. she's a sexy lady boss. Yeah. For all those who are interested, Little Woos is in Dixon. I highly recommend you go there and get their Jianbing. <laughs> Especially the one with the Peking duck mm, and the Chinese donut. This Delicious. ad was not sponsored by Little Woo Jianbing. But we love you, Little Woo. Please give us free food. <laughs> All right, on that note, I think you're really hungry, so we better go and feed you before you start eating someone's leg. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Your fiancé's leg. <laughs> but welcome back to Australia. We're so glad to have you back in Australia where it's safe-ish. All right, thanks for having me on. It's <laughs> I've always wanted to be on Captain Bagrat. I've heard so much about... Well, no, we know each other from way back. Yes. I'm just sad I didn't get to meet Liam Frapp. Frappy, oh, the co-host, yeah, he's not here today. You have to meet him another day. All I know about him is that he's made from sticks and he has blonde hair. <laughs> That's right from the comics. <laughs> he's quite funny. I think yeah, I think you would enjoy chatting to him, him and his fur coat as well. Oh, he's got a big fur coat. Oh, yeah, he has. A, he loves his fur coat. Oh, he's I'm going to have to get a fur coat too. He's, oh. like the male, he's like the male white version of Lilin Chin. Oh. That's his inspiration. That's, Wow. That's a hell of a call. I know. But it's okay. We're going to come out of our shadows soon. So Alpha Adam, myself, and Liam, we're going, we're going to go onto the TV screen soon. So people will get to see our personalities. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> nice. Well, you're both very stylish. Oh, well, thank you. No worries. Let's eat. Let's go and eat. All right. Thanks very much. No worries. Thank you. Bag rat out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.